Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favorite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish dash tech dash news. Hi, welcome to today's Active Podcast. Who have you got in today's podcast? Hi, good afternoon. Uh, my name is uh, Kieran Holly. I am the Vice President for the UK and Ireland at uh, BlackBerry. Um, I've been uh, in the uh, in the industry for about 25 years, um, in a range of uh, roles, but right now at BlackBerry, uh, uh, cybersecurity. Now, BlackBerry have changed from what they used to be. They used to be the guys, you know, the famous phone advice you had, the term called Crackberry, because you were addicted to, to that. And I felt at the time that when the iPhone and other phones came out, BlackBerry should have just licensed their technology to people like Apple and, and Samsung and Google so they were using devices. But I'm glad to see the back because they to me were a great company, still are. Yeah, we've, um, I think we've been synonymous for being known for security, right? That's why people yeah. bought um, uh, Blackberries and, and the user interface and keyboards and things, you know, that's not to be underestimated either. But fundamentally, it's about the security. Um, and the journey uh, that Blackberry is on uh, right now is is around the cybersecurity piece on the heritage that we've got in our in our security portfolio. So all of the good stuff you had on your Blackberry, um, uh, you can have as a software uh, element now. So um, you can get, get maintain an ultra secure posture uh, around your uh, around your data. Because for me, when Blackberry were, were, were the big thing, for me, it wasn't about just you can email each other. It was basically it was so secure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we still, you know, we still um, we still service a lot of customers. You know, we we, we work on effectively four pillars of. Uh, of what BlackBerry does these days, we pr- we protect devices, um, we protect data, uh, we protect your people uh, and your teams, uh, and uh, um, we also protect your communications. So the four that's the four pillars that we work on uh, or off um, with a with a suite of technology, um, advanced technologies within that to, to really help customers stay secure. Yeah, because I know for a fact that over the years, uh, as as the technology has more advanced. Because you've been at it so long, it's easy for you guys to uh, to adapt and change. And yeah, change. constant innovation. You know, yeah. this is this is the key. Um, you know, the software world moves very quickly, um, and we've got to balance the the innovation uh, versus the security. So our number one priority is to make sure that our our, our technology is secure, um, and we protect individuals and organisations. Um, and then we you know look to layer on that you know critical innovation that customers you know desperately need these days. Yeah, you also. Here today, you 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 were giving a talk at an event in the Canadian Embassy. Tell us a bit more about what you're talking about. Yeah, so um, we're here in, in Dublin in the um, we're actually recording this in the uh, in the Canadian Embassy. Very kind of them to let us use their space. Um, part of the trade mission uh, for the um, for the embassy is to you know reach out and uh, talk about um, uh, Canadian companies. Um, obviously, BlackBerry being Canadian, um, so we're very fortunate to be here in the embassy. Very uh, very very good session today. We were talking about um, uh, emergency uh, management and, and crisis communications yeah. effectively today, uh, and a room full of you know some of the most senior people in in Ireland. Um, really talking about what that means and, and you know what opportunities there are to to make sure that um, in, should something happen, should an event happen, that um, the, the island's response is uh, is coordinated and, um, and and you know from a um, from a communication perspective is where we come in is is you know secure and timely and all that sort of stuff. Because four years ago we had a during the pandemic when we were all locked down, our heart cells got got hacked, and that put us back about six seven months. Yeah, and. Right now, what's going on in the world? Cyber attacks is going to be a new version of a war because it, it doesn't have 
people don't die instantly, but in the long term, it can affect people's lives. hundred uh, percent. I think you know, um, our whilst we were talking about critical communications and our ad hoc platform today, uh, which is um, used as a critical event management uh, communications. Yeah. You know, the other part of uh, the pillar really is protecting devices and, and, and data. And our cybersecurity business is based on you know um, one of the longest running uh, AI engines um, that we created in you know sort of 2010, 2011 sort of time. That AI engine is incredibly powerful, um, and you know that, it, that, that those sorts of models and engines are going to be really needed uh, as we go into the world of AI. Because we've been it for so long, your AI engine basically can adapt, and also probably got built-in machine learning, so it knows what's going around and can adapt to that. Correct, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think we've, you know, we the the more uh, the longer a model is around, the more mature it gets, the more learning it does. So, you know, the generative AI piece is is really important, um, and we're trying to blend that across all of our uh, technologies yeah. to to bring that AI power, if you like, to to keep our, our platforms and our, our customers secure. Well, around the time when your AI was launched, Apple had launched Siri. And we see how advanced series come, so we can just see advanced, I can just find how advanced your technology has come as a comparison and come along as gone as well. A hundred percent. You know, every, every, you know, every, we, we, we constantly look at the model to make sure that it's um, protecting our customers. We know that we've, um, we've got the ability to uh, protect customers from, from events that, uh, and technology that isn't, you know, isn't around yet. Yeah. So we call it predictive advantage, which effectively gives us the ability to say, we think in the future there's going to be an attack. It's going to have these characteristics. And we've already got some uh, in, within the AI models, the ability to detect that. So yeah. we can protect from ransomware that hasn't even been created yet. So, you know, that's the power of the model uh, and the power of our AI engine in our silence products. Because I can just see in the future, someone's going to bring up something cutting edge and new, but your technology will prepare for that and know this could happen. Exactly. Yeah, I mean it's 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 iterative. Yeah, yeah. so we you know we've gone through multiple generations of of our um, AI model, and um, you know we're we're you know very advanced in that uh, space now. And I guess also you 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 know for example in certain parts of the world you have different types of cyber attacks. Like for example, <laughs> if you get a cyber attack from Russia, it's different than 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 one you, you might get from uh, from another part from like Nigeria, which is basically models who finance their crime. Yeah, I think you know there's there's the number of number of. Uh, uh, fronts we have to look at the nation state piece is, yeah. is clearly um, and, and and with the with the turmoil in the world where we are today you know that's that's not going to uh, go anywhere and then we've got the less sophisticated attacks that um, that are you know uh, relying on people clicking on links and things like that you know so so I think there's a there's a really is a um, you know a push to make sure that we can do uh, we can protect our customers <coughs> from um, nation state as well as our uh, as well as our consumers from from those less sophisticated nefarious acts. And I guess the problem is we're always going to find phishing attacks happening, so you've got to make sure that people know about these. Yeah, it's, I, 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 um, the, the team, I, I quite often um, talk about this a lot. It's making sure that um, when we talk to, uh, when we get the opportunity to talk to anybody, we, talk, we, we give them a view of what cybersecurity is. You know, it's not a, it's not some dark, you know, magic somewhere. This is this is about people's day in uh, day in life. And fundamentally, when we talk to them, it's making sure they're aware. You know, don't click on that link. You know, and if I think if we can keep those messages going out, um, uh, you know, by default. The, the, the population as a whole becomes more you know cyber aware, uh, and therefore the the you know those less sophisticated attacks um, you know will, will not go anywhere. And that's that's kind of we've got to keep keep working on that, keep uh, getting that message out. And also, if you make sure that people who who, uh, who are getting involved with attacks, if they click a link, 
just tell them, look, it happens, not your fault, but in the in next time it will happen again because you've done it once, you won't do it again. Exactly, you know, uh, learn from learn from <coughs> the things that you've done, right? Yeah. And uh, I think from, from our perspective, um, you, you know, if you had the Silence uh, uh, Protect product on, if you clicked on the link, you know, we would stop it. Yeah. Um, and I think be, having the ability to then talk to that individual and say, hey, look, you know, you, you'll potentially expose yourself to risk, uh, either financial or data loss, whatever it may be. Um, you've, uh, you know, this is the result. This could have been the result of your uh, action. Yeah. And I think, you know, doing it that way is um, and bringing people with you in the journey of cybersecurity and making everyone, um, uh, you know, better at cybersecurity is, is yeah. got to be a, you know, an admirable goal. And also tell them it's not your fault because humans are the, are the major problem of security. So no matter what happens, it's always humans that are going to be the problems. And if your AI can detect, oh, this is something that a human might click on. So years ago, for example, when I worked in a company, we had firewalls of blocks and attachments. And I'm sure AI is doing that and is blocking certain links being clicked as well. 100%. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it looks at different characteristics of, um, of, of what the uh, user is doing. Um, and then makes a determination whether to execute that um, that action or or terminate it as a nefarious act. And you know they, they, that that happens in milliseconds. You know, literally the blink of an yeah. eye. Um, and that's really important to make sure that you know when we're talking to um, you know customers that they understand that you know the, the gone are the days of you know those big heavy antivirus software updates you know this yeah. is about making you know real-time decisions very very quickly with low resource capability requirements on them on, on machines and that that I think is the the innovation we've seen in the industry over the past few years and I get exactly would be I guess if somebody was at work uh, first thing in the morning a boss, uh, boss sends them an email and an email was sent about four in the morning and they know and you and I might know well the boss doesn't work for morning, but the AI could know anyway that wasn't the boss because of, of the time where it was sent from. Hundred percent, yeah. You know, user behavior, you know, yeah. um, as we call it, user behavior analytics. We, you know, I think um, it will flag those sorts of things. Um, yeah. But we still, we still want to make sure that the the, the users are determining determining the actions they take, um, and I think that's really important. Because the worst thing is uh, that happens when somebody clicks a link and and, and your security doesn't uh, tag that as an issue, and then it goes through, and then or how big it shouldn't. <laughs> Absolutely, and and that's why we've um, you know the ad hoc. Uh, platform that we have is um, is it has multiple um, uh, ways, but you know uh, multiple applications. But fundamentally, we part of the uh, having that platform in place is is what do you do in the event of a cyber attack? If your uh, if your infrastructure is is down and you're locked out of it, yeah. you know how do you communicate with your users to say, hey, look, don't log in because um, you know you're going to have um, you're going to have some issues and or you might make things worse. So you know the ad hoc um, platform is there to uh, in the event of a cyber attack, um, send out that out of band communication to to individuals and keep them updated as to as to what's going on. Um, and there's a couple of things really. It keeps keeps the users informed, but it also um, <clears throat> allows the resources that are working on the problem to concentrate on that rather than having to field you know, thousands of calls from users saying, hey, look, I can't get to my system. And I also think that basically every so often in the company you have a fire alarm where you don't, don't to see basically how long it takes you to clear the building. Everything again, you should do a, a fake cyber security test to see how long it takes and, and what your employees do. So you can then tell, oh, that employee still was locking on doing this and that. So you tell them this is what you shouldn't do, what you should do. A hundred percent. You know, we've, um, 
uh, I, I can talk about BlackBerry and I'm sure other organisations do it you know we do those those yeah. drills if you like um, so we will send you know um, spurious emails to to our teams uh, with a with a link to say this was a test right and if yeah. they click on it you know you've got to go and do a, a cyber security refresh and, and yeah. you know, an education piece to understand that you know the impact of doing that so I think you know that that is um, uh, a great thing and all organisations should do that um, Blackberry's professionals, well, world-class professional services, should I say, you know, do work with organisations um, around that red teaming, purple teaming, you know, w w walking through those drills and tabletop exercises to to really understand how organisations, you know, what's the playbook if we do get attacked? You know, what does that look like? You know, how do we react? What resources do we need? Where do they need to be? Um, so those sorts of things we do um, for our customers. And fantastically, um, a fantastic feedback on those is there's always room to improve. Yeah, and um, I think as well, always, whenever you're in your company, always think you've been breached. Always act as if you've been breached, so you're always secure, conscious. That is, that is a, that's a, you know, a wise adage. Yeah, because sure. I've seen companies who, who think, oh yeah, because we've got the software in place, we're not going to be hacked. But I always think, well, hold on a second, act as if you're breached. So that way you you're you're always on you're always on red alert. hundred percent. I think you know uh, cybersecurity is a twenty four by seven three hundred and sixty five day activity. Yeah. This is not about um, you know putting something in place and and sort of you know walking away from it. You constantly need to make sure that you're feed and watering your infrastructure and your and your and your um, uh, and your and your software etc. You know the beauty of the the BlackBerry product is actually because the model is so advanced yeah. um, you know that's one area where you don't need to uh, really focus a whole bunch of time because you know we've got the you know really aggressive protection in place that, that uh, allows you to focus in other areas. Which means like since we buy a new phone or a computer and they don't put an update because we don't need to because it's secure as it is it's not yeah. so you've got to make sure you're, all, you're always up to date. Absolutely you know that's the advice to anyone listening to this is you know go and check your phones make sure you're getting the latest uh, updates on a regular basis to keep yourself secure you know um, I think it's you know not just phones but laptops and things but yeah. you have to you have to keep that um, going because there are vulnerabilities that that um, you know will, will pop up you know um, that's just a, that's just the course of, uh, of software development and application uh, development. And importantly make sure if you've got like your software on your on your system or legacy hardware make sure that those work on what you've got. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, the beauty of the the, the Silence um, uh, product, uh, Silence Protect product, is you know we've got real legacy support as well, so yeah. we can go right back to you know some of these older uh, operating systems, right back to sort of XP. Yeah. Um, we operate you know just as well on those older systems uh, than we do in the you know modern Windows 11 or 12, whatever it is these days. But I think you know we see, we still see organisations specifically in you know for example manufacturing or you know that OT space operational yeah. technology space that you know the, the 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 operating system has not been updated because it's you know in a closed environment away from everybody um, so they haven't done those updates so the beauty of the, the protect product is we're able to layer that protection on and give them the you know the if comfort you, they need. If you do deep dive in Windows 11 and 10, you'll find that a lot of the, some of the code is going back to Windows 95. So you've got to make sure that because of that, that's a flaw that people are going to use again. You've got to make sure that you always maintain and update your, you, everything you have so that can't happen. 100%. Always do the updates. Yeah. Always do the updates. You know, get them. I know it's painful sometimes and you're kind of just about to go to bed and you get a little update. So just, you know, just do the updates. You know, keep yeah. yourself secure and safe. Yeah, people are, presume that because the software is, now, is, is a couple of years old, you can't go back 30 years and 5 or so. What, what actually you can, that's what, that's what Microsoft have done, they've based it on that. 
Yeah, I think um, you know you've always got to move forward, and yeah. um, you, know, um, you know Microsoft and others develop their products, and you know, BlackBerry develop our software products, and we we constantly innovate and move forward. Um, and sometimes you know that creates some um, some some issues with you know some gaps in the software. Yeah. Um, the the trick is to do the updates and also make sure you you constantly you know checking for those vulnerabilities and um, you know that's part of what makes BlackBerry stand out uh, in in a very busy world is you know we constantly check our our software to make sure it is secure and in in turn we're keeping our customers' data and people secure. Well, because we've been doing it for so many years. That's that's what makes you stand out because you've been there, done that one T-shirt many times. Exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. And I guess the other companies that are looking at you guys, thinking, oh, I wish that, that they uh, we had the knowledge you guys have because you've been doing it for so long. You probably can go back and remember when people were using DOS as a operating language. Uh, yeah, yeah, NT yeah. DOS or whatever the languages yeah. are, right? You know, I think, you know, uh, but. That, those days are sort of over. I think we, you know, in the world of applications, and yeah. you know, we talked about the BlackBerry phone, um, and we don't make them anymore. I think, you know, when we look at why um, the Apple uh, phone was so successful, it was, it was access to applications that made a difference to your life or yeah. gaming or whatever it is. And you know, those applications are developed, and you know, they they need to be constantly monitored to make sure that you know they, the development of those is secure enough for, to, to put on your phone and make sure that you're not going to get you know hacked. Yeah, because chances are. You are going to get hacked on your phone. It can happen, especially if you're out somewhere and you're, and you're in a cop shop and you get these uh, fake Wi-Fi spots. Hundred percent. Always, always be on your guard. I think you said it earlier. You know, just just think think about the fact that you you are going to be breached or you are going to have an attack. And and you know, before you connect to anything, before you click a link, before you take an action, just 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 you know, take a pause and consider what you're doing. Yeah. Nowadays, because everyone more or less has all you need data with your mobile device, want to use your mobile device as your hotspot. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think the, you know, the connectivity we have on phones compared to you know two thousand seven, two thousand, yeah. you know, is is you know very very beneficial in, in Dublin. We've got full five G signal yeah. across pretty much the whole of the uh, whole of the city, which is fantastic, and that gives you a connection rate that we you know we we didn't enjoy 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, and in China at the moment they're now on six G, so when we get on the six or seven G, it's getting more secure. And I think right now when someone's offering uh, free Wi-Fi in the event that like you go for some for lunch or a coffee shop, that's one thing that I'd be very wary of because you don't know how often the passwords change, so you don't know if you're clicking into the official hotspot or not. Yeah, always be careful, you know, I yeah. think. Um, and if you're unsure, see good advice, right? Yeah. Go, go and ask the, the, the people in the in the shop or coffee shop, whatever it might be, uh, you know, is this the right Wi-Fi? And, um, you know, uh, just be careful. I think that's the, that's, that's, don't do things deliberately, you know, yeah. that put yourself at risk and, um, you know, but we, we do it, right, everyone does it, we go into, a, first thing we do, we go into a coffee shop, there's no signal, is there any Wi-Fi, bang, and we click, you know, everybody does it, but what I'm saying is, you know, just pause, you know, just consider that, is that is that a, you know, a legitimate um, connection or not? And maybe don't do any work in the, the that's what well, I think you know from from a, a BlackBerry perspective, we, you know you can work anywhere. You yeah. know we've got the technology and the tools within on uh, within our uh, within our um, portfolio that enable you to work from anywhere securely. So you know um, gone are the days of VPN. You know that's uh, legacy oh, yeah. technology. Our, our gateway technology um, allows you to securely work from anywhere in the world. Um, uh, you know combined with the, the other security you know, uh, policies we have in place. So I think um, you know, but but. Be careful, you know, of, of where you are connecting to and what you are doing and, and uh, what data you are sharing. If you're yeah. if in doubt, disconnect and uh, uh, don't don't do anything. Like never do a team or Zoom call in a coffee shop, for example. Ah, well, yeah, I, yeah, you know. that's a, but you get someone who might do that or never actually sh share private documents 
in there because you just don't know who's going to who can access whatever you're sure. connecting with. Yeah, I think you've just got to, as I say, be you know be aware of your um, security posture and you know make the appropriate decisions for, for, for yourself. And you know if you've got sensitive documents, you know um, you know be very careful how you share them and who you're sharing them with. You know you know verify who who it is you're sending them to. And I said earlier, make, because you're human, you're going to make mistakes. But try and make sure that you make less frequent mistakes and ones that can be easily amended. Uh, absolutely, you know, everyone is going to is going to make mistakes. You know, that's just the the nature of the world we live in and, and human nature. Um, it's it's you know making sure that if we do make mistakes, we learn from those and we don't don't make the same ones. Yeah, because I'm not going to basically we'll make mistake once and they learn. It's like basically if if you got test test uh, labs with animals and you can test to eat something and then if eat certain food. It might get a little a, a shock. Then though, won't do that again. And we got to do the same. So when we take one, you can't do it again because what happened? Sure, it may be a feature we need we need to put into uh, some yeah. some laptops or, or phones, right? You get a little shock if you do something nefarious. But yeah. um, I think in a, in a serious note, I think it's about the education piece. We we do need to uh, make sure we're spending time with individuals and teams and organisations to to upskill those individuals and make them aware of the actions. And that's that's once once they're aware, they can men- then make the right choices. And also make sure that, for example, if somebody's so used to using software that's legacy and they want to update. Make sure they have to update in the end because there's no other choice. Uh, absolutely, you know, if, and uh, uh, you know, as best you can, keep software up to date. You know, yeah. some some there are some use cases where you know updating the software um, is going to be challenging if you're a large organisation and you know that's a global program. It takes time. You want to make sure that you have the you maintain the productivity uh, during that period, and and you know, but I think fundamentally keep keep your software as up to date as you possibly can. The worst thing is you get somebody in an office and so used to using their software. And I'm told it's been replaced by a newer version, and they don't want to remove because they're not used to that. Sorry, we've all been to retrain, not just you, we're all doing it. Absolutely, yeah, 100%. I remember years ago, a guy we worked with, he was using Office 2000, and then when the new version came out, we all moved to that, but he wouldn't because he was so used to that. I know he used to be shocked and I can't change. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, you know, we see, we've seen the consumerization of applications and the way people work. Um, yeah. you know, it has changed over the past you know, 10, 15 years, and you know that consumer feel to, to applications and the way we engage with uh, with others is 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 made a difference and I think we're starting to see you know um, some really good innovations in the industry whereby um, you know the, the applications that are coming through have that lovely look and feel of a, what what I would class as a consumer application, yeah. but have all of the security and um, uh, you know all of the, um, you know, the security posture behind it. So you get the you get the best of both worlds. You get very secure applications, but you also get uh, the look and feel that you really want. Because the worst thing is when you, if you get the look and feel you want, the person using it will suddenly feel relaxed. Oh, I'm what I'm using what I'm used to. Yeah. Not suddenly, like for example, years ago, if somebody was in an office. And it was all using MS DOS, and suddenly you were told we're using a GUI with a mouse, and I'm not used to that. Yeah, yeah, and I think you, you kind of sometimes you have to, you just have to do things to, to you know, and, and every every organisation is going to be different. Um, you know, what is the long term goal that you're trying to achieve by making that change? Yeah. You know, is it is it productivity? Is it reducing cost? Whatever it might be. Um, but in doing that, you know, um, you've got to consider all of those risks, and you know. Um, Make sure that you're bringing people along with you, and you know, give them the, the, the enablement and the training, so that they can, um, uh, you know, use those applications in the right way. Because yeah, one thing is, if someone's so used to using certain software, and then you're told, oh yeah, by the way, we're changing how this works because uh, we're being more security conscious, you got to make sure they get the buy-in and they actually. 
Yeah, the, I guess the utopia really is, and, and kind of Blackberry's on, on uh, you know, done a lot of work on this is to to maintain that security posture. So make your, you know, be as secure as you possibly can, but as discreetly to the users as you yeah. possibly can. Um, and you know, we, we, you know, our our technology, Blackberry technology, and Protect, and our UEM platform are fantastically secure. Um, and but they also give the the user the ability to you know um, have that lovely interface that they need. But but everything runs discreetly in the background. Not you know, not like the old um, you know uh, signature based um, antivirus that you know you have to update every five minutes and it's yeah. heavy and it's system you know, resource heavy. You know that that world has gone and and, and silence is um, BlackBerry silence is very much. Know, in that next generation antivirus. And is it cloud-based so that you don't have, have it on your machine? Because remember years ago, when I was in an office-based job, we used to use Time House Call to check for viruses because that was cloud-based. Sure. And that would make sure that because an antivirus soft, a virus, first thing it, it tackles is, is a antivirus stuff on your computer. But not on your, on your computer, it can't damage it. Sure, I think we've got, um, you know, the ability to do an offline and online. Yeah. Um, uh, um, ability and you know, our actually our industry leading efficacy is the same whether you're online or offline. Yeah. Um, I think where in you know, and specifically in those sort of air gapped environments where they're not connected to the internet, you and you still need that you know secure uh, posture. You know, the BlackBerry Protect product really does um, you know stand out as an industry leader because it you know has the same efficacy online or offline. Yeah. If you then want to get into the, you know, dig into the reasons why this has happened, and you know, do the do the investigation, you know, then you know maybe you need, do need to connect to, to to the internet to get into a repository and really get yeah. into the, the code and see what's really happening. So you know, but we're, we're very proud that the Silence Protect product um, it works just as well online as it does offline. To me, it's kind of like hybrid works both. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and we do have customers with you know some deployments that are. You know, purely um, offline, you know, yeah. um, and some that have hybrid, and some that you know, a uh, full cloud. Well, the ones that are securely offline are, are probably the, the most secure places you're going to find because how how are they going to be accessed, and who's going who can access it? Yeah, there's a number of. Um, you know, it's a great question because that's you know, some some of the questions that we get is you know why do we need security? It's air gapped. Um, you know, uh, the the software piece and connecting connecting to the internet or a network is. Yeah. It's purely only one one facet of what is a complex problem. Um, you have the uh, if you've got um, systems that are offline, people may still have access to them. So you've got some insider threat um, or some you know if people are accessing them, uh, albeit offline, you know there is still some activity that they could do to to, to create problems. Yeah. So you know having that um, having those systems secured, um, it, it, it's a must. You must do it, um, regardless of whether online or offline. Because it could be an offline system, but it could be attached to a network, which is basically online. For example, if you got an old lake of software that's you working on an older machine, but you still need it because you can't get software anywhere else, and people can access that from another computer, that computer that's from could go online. Sure, I think it's you know. Um, Cybersecurity is complex. We have to look at the entire picture from from you know breaking out to the internet all the way back to the endpoint or yeah. the device and the user, um, and putting those the right controls in place to stop those things happening is just is just one part. <coughs> but fundamentally, we've got to make sure that those devices are secure. I guess it's like basically designing a, a giant flowchart, so in the end you know exactly who's accessing what and where. Like I remember years ago when Sony got hacked, they got hacked because their conditioning supplier got hacked and they got in that got them into the Sony stuff and then they find out that you found someone someone's uh, folder there was patches for everything. Yeah, I mean I think um 
there are, there are lots of evidence in in cyber previous cyber attacks where mistakes have been made or processes have, have maybe you know been let, let the organization down my, my advice really is you know test your security posture uh, and not only test your security posture but but regularly do those um, do those drills whereby you you are um, uh, you know making sure you're able to respond you know what happens in the event of you having a cyber attack how do you respond to that have you got an instant response retainer so you can get the experts in to come and help you because what we see is you know organizations are great at maybe at maintaining and running um, you know there's the security office but when it comes to you know recovery and and um, instant response they may not have the skills and resources so making sure that you have you know very very confident or you're confident in your instant response capabilities and if not make sure you talk to someone like blackberry who have you know world-class instant response and also make sure your staff don't panic because the worst thing you do is, is, is when you when you panic then it all hell breaks loose absolutely yeah stay calm yeah, <laughs> as they say that's why we don't panic yeah. the man worrying stay yeah exactly yeah, yeah. The moment, you, moment someone panics that that's a uh, one bit of of your thing of your System been breached because people don't don't know what to do. Absolutely, and our, you know that's part of the you know the part of the discussion we we're having today at the embassy here around our ad hoc platform, which is being able to make sure you can communicate to um, to individuals in the event of a cyber attack, for example, or it could be a natural disaster, or it could be some significant event that's happened, whereby what you want to do is stop that panic. Yeah. You, know, you want to, and, and how you do that is by communicating to people about things that are happening and the actions they need to do or not do. And the ad hoc platform is, you know, is a, is a global platform that provides that outbound communication that enables you to talk to individuals that um, then hopefully um, they, they make the right decisions and stay calm. And also because every second help, every counts, I guess if you've got a system that can, at the moment, yes, see a breach is happening, it can it can start doing things that we wouldn't do right away and let them know, stay calm. We're on this. We're we're doing these steps here. Absolutely, this is what you should be doing after that. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, the key one of the key tenants for the ad hoc platform is, um, you know, reducing that mean time to know. Yeah. So you know, um, so that you've got um, uh, people in the organisation, whether it be police forces, ambulances, whatever it is, if a terrorist attack or whatever it is. But you've got that that ability to communicate that you know reducing that mean time to, to know so the right people know as soon as you possibly can that there's a, there's an issue um, and then the other part of it is meantime to know and then meantime to respond you know so part our platform is there to, to really aggressively reduce um, those two mean times so that we can communicate quickly effectively and um, to the right people whilst then uh, being able to respond in a, in a, in a, um, in a coordinated way and if people know what software is doing to protect themselves okay it's doing that then what we have to do is you've got to make sure everyone and everyone else gets a memo that this is happening and, and what they should be doing yeah absolutely you know and and you know ad hoc is there to to provide that out of our communication because you know if you if your system is ransomware how do you know what's going on, right? Um, because you can't log in. So we have the ability to then communicate out of bounds, whether it be to phone or um, uh, um, you know uh, pages or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, so that we can get to individuals and, and tell them what's happening and why and what, what we're going to do to fix it. Yeah. For me, during the pandemic, everyone was working remotely, and because of that, <clears throat> you'll be using a network that wouldn't pass muster in the workplace. So you're going to make sure that when this happens, if you're working from home, that the software knows this and is going to act more aggressively because it's not going to be no it's not going to be in a secure setting 
uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the pandemic was, you know, unique set of circumstances. And I think, you know, the industry, I'm very proud to have been in the IT industry when, you know, we, uh, when we were in that COVID period. I think the industry as a whole responded admirably to the technical problems. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, certainly making sure that people could, could continue to be productive um, was really important, you know, and, and a lot of the work we did around the critical national infrastructure, um, you know, so your police, your ambulance, your fire service, all of those public services that, that were, you know, front line of the pandemic, um, you know, we were helping them um, make sure that they were, you know, communicating with their teams yeah. uh, in a secure way. Um, and, <coughs> and we were making sure that the devices and the data that, that they were using, <coughs> excuse me, or accessing, um, were secure. Yeah. So, you know, our gateway product, which is a, uh, effectively a, a VPN replacement, you know, is a one-click, uh, very easy to use, you know, we talked about user interface, yeah. you know, it's a fantastic product that allows you access into your corporate network from home, very secure, based around, you know, we have lots of uh, AI and user behavioral analytics on that to, to make sure it is you using that laptop yeah. and accessing the data. Um, and then we, you know, broaden that out with the rest of the security portfolio. I remember when I was in the pandemic, I was in podcasts and I was talking to security guys and I was talking about, it used to be a case of BYOD, you bring your device to work. And that was something that people were very wary of doing and brought in certain policies. And I was like, yeah, but now we're bringing your network to work because you work from home. You're not sure who's on your network. Like if you're yeah. working and living and you've got three flatmates living with you. Yeah. You know what they're accessing or, or how people get in. Or if you have a smart device in your house. Yeah. And normal on smart device, zero, 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 zero could, could be the basically the, the password to get in. So you might realize that that's been used to get away into your system. Yeah, always change your passwords, right? Yeah. From the admin ones that set this, the other bit of, of golden advice. Um, yeah, I think, you know, the, the, the way that organization, you know, and I, th I think you have to apply it to your personal life as well. You know, just be conscious of what you're doing at home and what you're accessing and, and who's on your network. Those sorts of things are very simple to do and, you know, good exercise. Um, regularly changing your password to things like network, yeah. um, you know, Wi-Fi points and stuff is, 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 good, is good practice. But, you know, BlackBerry during the pandemic was able to make sure that, you know, um, uh, BYOD, bring your own device or corporate enabled, you have the same experience. You were yeah. able to, as best we could, um, you know, get to the get to the information or the data or you know, the systems that you needed to be productive and do your job. Um, you know, so we were very much in, in that mix of um, you know, making sure that the, the BYOD device, to us, it doesn't matter. It's about how you're accessing and traversing the networks. Um, and we're, a, we're able to do that very, very well during the pandemic. And also, that's the important job. I'm thinking of right now that you have a scenario where IoT, bicycling, what common. And suddenly, when, you, when you're buying a device in the future, it'll have IoT built in that you have a sign. You've got to make sure that whatever you're using, this, this, your security can, can handle IoT devices. Uh, yeah, we are, uh, another side of our business is, uh, is a BlackBerry QNX. It's um, in over 300 million vehicles. So if, you've, if you're driving an electric vehicle, you're using an Apple CarPlay. Behind yeah. it is uh, some of the BlackBerry technology. Um, you know, that's an IoT device, Yeah. right? Uh, so making sure that we can, we can secure those devices, whether they be a car or a, 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 you know, a, a smart speaker, whatever it is, um, is, is very important. And I think the industry's done a very good job of um, being secure by design yeah. um, uh, but you know it's, it's, we can never be complacent we always have to do a better job of making sure things you are secure also I think it's fine because I've got a, a smart TV at home and uh, it has built in the voice which I didn't set up because that company got hacked a few years ago the voice thing got hacked and it was recording what you were doing so I said I'm not setting that up but there come a time when that voice thing will be standard and you can't, uh, it, uh, standard default will be on 
So you've got to make sure you get the buy-in as well from consumers. Yeah, I think the... I think it's about choice. I think yeah. um, you know the and regulation helps with that in in many areas, making sure that you are able to, you know, make the right choices that suit you, um, yeah. so that you're able to, for example, you know, turn that voice activation off um, because, frankly, some people don't want it on. Um, but giving consumers the choice is key here, you know, uh, and being transparent and open about it, um, and not enabling, you know, just just blanketly enabling devices to do things that we may not want them to do. Because yeah, if you're if you're at home and, and you're in the home office or whatever, and you're doing some meet, team meetings, Zoom meetings or whatever, or change whatever you're using a WebEx, you got to make sure that whatever you're doing can be recorded by somebody else. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think you know, making sure that you've got the integrity of um, you know the connection across the network that you're using, um, and you know if you're on a shared house, making sure that you know you're having a conversation, you know it can't be overheard. Now, yeah. that's really difficult to do and, and very easy for me to say. If you're in a shared house and you know everyone's working from home, it, it's 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 tough. But um, I think individuals have to make the choices that are right for them and take the right steps to make sure they keep the you know, data and themselves secure. Yeah. And then I'll say thanks for coming to Kieran and uh, have a great day. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks for having thanks. me. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.